Shear only exists for one purpose. To be conquered. Thank you for joining us on the Janeway, the Voyager podcast, where my co-host, whom I never quite know what he is thinking, but he has a trustworthy face, Liam Smart, and I, Suzanne Williamson, look at Voyager episodes to work out whether our favorite captain has approached things in the right way, the wrong way, or the Janeway. Do you really not know what I'm predominantly thinking about most of the time? Uh, I think everybody pretty much knows. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. It's definitely cupcakes. Definitely. Yeah, oh yes, cupcakes. Mm. All those donuts Mm. with strawberry cream and sprinkles. Definitely some kind of cream. It's it's definitely an eclair. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Before we get started on the episode today, we're going to tell you that you should follow us on Twitter at the Jane underscore way. If you don't, I'll set fear onto you and I don't know, you can deal with it. I don't I, I wouldn't mind that. Michael McKean is pretty cool. No, I mean, yes, but his voice started to really great. Oh, whatever. Well, no, 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 no. I have legitimate issues with this episode, and I've been searching deep within myself when I was watching it half an hour ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and I worked out what I didn't like about it. Or what usually bugs me about this episode, and it's nothing to do with the story or anything. It's It's Harry Kim. Well, look, that bugs me with the whole entire seven seasons. But (laughs) I think it's more to do with the music. I find circus music infuriating, generally. Oh, yeah, like calliope music I do not like. Yeah, so... But I kind of... I tune it out. I couldn't tune it out. I'm like, stop it! Just stop, it's annoying. Were, Were you... Abused by a clown. Is that why you're so anti? And was he playing calliope music when it happened? Um, no. He was playing Mozart. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no, I wasn't abused by a clown. I'm sure people have been in the past, and that's not a good thing. No, it is not. I, I used to have a fear, legitimate fear of clowns, and I've oh. somehow gotten over that now, and I don't quite understand how or when it happened. I thought you were going to say you were abused by a clown. No, but I do have a very creepy picture of me in my youth walking a tightrope with a clown assisting me, and that might have done it. Oh. Yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, I'm surprised you can get through this episode then. <laughs> What's new with you? Um, Nothing, just working. School's out for the summer, so so I don't have to get up early in the morning, so that's good. Uh... Not looking forward to August when I have to get up early. Five days a week. Not cool. Oh, because that means Logan's going to proper school then, doesn't it? Yes. You're finally over your COVID. Um, I still got a little bit of a cough, but I think that's because I'm mm. just working way too much. You are. I'm just a bit run down. But I love the weather. 
You got a thing for clouds, don't you? I do. Those nice fluffy clouds. Find Cupid on one of them. But Cupid isn't a child. Cupid is like a 28-year-old muscly man. Still wearing a diaper. Oh, he's not wearing anything in my version. (laughs) (laughs) And here's you thinking you don't know what I'm thinking about. So today's episode is The Thor. Yay! Suzanne, why do you like this episode so much without saying the words Michael McKean? Then I can't say it. (laughs) 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 It's really Michael McKean. Uh, He's an amazing actor. And I was not expecting to see him in an episode of Voyager. And then he showed up and I was like, hot damn! Well, That and just Janeway kicking Fear's ass. I think, yeah, the the Janeway scene at the end is really well like done um i just thought before we go into the episode i'm just too excited to read this out so i want to read this review i want to read this review out now yes yes please it's not well is it a review as such it's a recommendation on facebook which i'm going to count as a review so thank you uh, it's from paulie trash panda armstrong <laughs> Trash Panda. <laughs> I love it. If there were enough characters on the Twitter bio to put this on, I would. But it says, These guys are the best way to make the workday fly by. The grossly inappropriate shenaniganizings and assorted antics have me laughing my ass off. All while playfully reviewing the best Trek series, a must for any true fan of Voyager. Well, any true fan of Voyager does pretty much put them all in some form of sexual (laughs) compromised position (laughs) in their minds. It's what we're supposed to do. It's it's actually what Star Trek's about. It's none of this whole lovey-dovey emotional blah, blah, blah diversity. It's all about... Mm -mm. Putting everyone in compromised positions whereby if they were caught, then they'd be court-martialed. Yes, against bulkheads and turbo lifts, Jeffrey's tubes, all of it. Mm-hmm, clarinets. Oh, yeah, he's blowing again this episode, isn't he? <laughs> that is literally, if I start the episode right now, how I've written this down. Opening credits, Harry is blowing on things again in to- with Tom in the room. <laughs> I said Harry blowing again. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. But Tom looks remarkably unimpressed, though, at the blowing action once again. Well, that's because he's blowing the clarinet and not Tom. Well, I think he would be more unimpressed if Harry was blowing Tom, to be honest, because let's say he can't do anything right, so he thinks he's going to be able to give a blowjob well enough. But is is a bad blowjob better than no blowjob at all? Um, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I mean, oh, that's a hard question. Um, I mean, a good blowjob would be the best blow, would be like the best what outcome. But if the person was really bad and I don't know, part of me just like, go away, I'll just use my hand. <laughs> or if I were flexible enough, I'll do it myself. I think you might hurt yourself. Yeah, oh god, I'm not flexible enough. <laughs> that and if if you can do it yourself, there's no reason to ever leave the house again. <laughs> you know. Constantly stuck. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, be honest with yourself. Would you leave the house? I mean, I don't know. I can't touch my toes, so I don't know how I'm going to wrap my own mouth around my own clarinet. 
<laughs> oh, good grief. Well, we're one sentence into my notes and we've already lost the plot. <laughs> so I can't tell whether we're in Harry's quarters or Tom's. I'm going to assume we're in Harry's, but my fanfic mind wants to put him in Tom's quarters. Yeah, I I don't really know. No. Ensign Beta, I was also unimpressed because they were banging on the wall. I don't know. I want to know who this Baytard person is. Mm. Is a <laughs> Beta? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Anyway, Harry whinges about having nowhere to practice and is trying to prepare a performance with Ensign or Lieutenant... Lieutenant? Yeah, Lieutenant Nicoletti. Apparently they're working on some kind of Why doesn't he thing. just go into a Jeffrey's tube? Why doesn't he just go into the fucking holodeck? I'm sure the holograms probably were like, get out, you suck. Yeah, probably. Maybe you should do it in the warp core. Yes. That's probably the best place in for it. The warp Inside core. their matter-antimatter reaction chamber thing. Take your clarinet. <laughs> um, Leave no trace. Apparently, Tom has been chasing Lieutenant Nicoletti in some alone time, but apparently she's got a cold hands, cold heart, or whatever. She plays the oboe, and... What would have made my day is off if Tom said, I'd like her to get my hand, her hands around my hobo. And then I would have been like, <laughs> yeah, this is the episode for me. But no, Jack decides to call them to the bridge instead. He was bored. He needed some people to hang out with. Chicote. Yeah. Probably, yeah. Yeah, because he doesn't get to do much this episode at all. He doesn't all. get to do much most episodes. That's true. He got paid fine though to just sit and do nothing for seven uh, minutes well there's one coming up where he you know builds bathtub oh, out of yes, nothing it's coming it's coming too bad he wasn't oh <laughs> okay that that took me some time to realize <laughs> but um he's ann williamson so tuvok picks up a communication satellite that's non-functional whilst they're up on the bridge and they see a planet and Neelix is all confused saying it used to be a major trading spot couldn't remember when though until Harry works out that it was 19 years ago that a solar flare probably destroyed the place some magnetic storms radiation yada 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 and it's sort of covered in glaciers and then part of me is like this is where the world's going so again Neelix has no idea what the hell is going on anywhere at any time. Oh, he did know that it was a major trading place. 20 freaking years ago. Yeah. Still knew it. He's useless. Yes. I was trying to give him the benefit of the doubt, Suzanne, but clearly <laughs> you just do not like this character so much that... Oh, gosh. I love Neelix, Suzanne. I love Neelix. No, I don't. He, he has his moments here and... There, maybe. <laughs> yeah, and there's about 12,000 kilometres or light years between here and there. Exactly. It's been a long, 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 long road for him getting from there to here. <laughs> That's not our show. <laughs> what even is our show? <laughs> um Evidence of a super intelligent life forms used to live there, like the warp signatures, etc., etc. But they obviously couldn't escape because of the solar flare. And Janeway's like, <clears throat> "Ladies and gentlemen, this sounds like a job for me to investigate." 
All hands report to duty stations. I am about to interfere. (laughs) (laughs) Interfere alert. What's that? Purple alert? (laughs) Vermilion. Vermilion alert. (laughs) Okay. Vermilion alert. (laughs) To your interference stations, please. Uh, But then Harry realizes that they're being hailed. um, And it's like, oh, no, what's going on? And then they... Um, at the credits um, after the credits we're still on the bridge Dakota's like you're wrong you said they were dead but they work out that it's automated and that their sensors have activated this automated like communication signal it's some dude with a forehead just, you know standard forehead yeah, of the week yeah it's forehead of the week forehead of the week that could be the alien's name because I never actually got the alien's name I don't remember <laughs> it's been like a week since I watched it <laughs> So, Forehead of the Week said that there's a catastrophic disaster. They went into artificial hibernation and they'll come out when they will attempt to rebuild after like 15 years or something. Do nothing to interrupt the timetable. Do nothing. Fortunately for Janeway, it's been four years overdue. So, she's like, well, I think this involves Vermilion Alert. This is an interference time, definitely. Perhaps they just changed their timeline from when they recorded the message. Yeah, and how would they know? Yeah, and how would Janeway know that? Yeah. But isn't this the second time she's woken up people from a stasis chamber? Or is this the first <laughs> time? <laughs> Amelia Earhart would like word. That's it. <laughs> um, so Harry finds two biosigns or three biosigns, 2.3 kilometers under the surface and a couple of dead ones too. And here we have a right way from Janeway. I was actually quite shocked. Janeway said... Uh, uh, hmm? What what, what is your right way? I'm just about about to say it. Patience. I know it's a a rarity. (laughs) (laughs) She goes... She wants to, like, check for other things. I can't remember exactly what she was checking for. But she's like, if this was an automated message sent by sensors, I don't want to trigger anything else, like, you know, bombs and shit. So she actually did due diligence. This is not our Jane. No, this this hologram. It's, it's yeah. <laughs> are we sure this? Have we, have we got up to the silver blood clones yet? Because that must be this one. Because she was sensible mm, well, until she wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Once a Jane way, always a Jane way. So that was the right way. I'm very proud of that. Yes, but the wrong way would be. Uh, beaming random sleeping people on board yep i was just about to say that but then we immediately go to a wrong way where they just beam this whole entire thing what where, where's its plug where is it plugged into that's a good question i don't think there's an extension cord long enough to bring it all the way up to the ship tuvok please get out my twenty-five thousand kilometer length <laughs> extension cord i need to bring it up it's, to cargo bay too. the orange one the orange one not the black one take it out of the <laughs> Take it out the vermilion emergency <laughs> kit. <laughs> so yeah, it's a hundred percent a wrong way. Like, why didn't they just go down to the planet? I, f- I thought they could have done like they. They could have found a way to beam down there. If they could beam shit up, they could beam down. Oh, actually, also, the people in Dragon's Teeth would also have something to say about being woken up too. Oh yeah, but that was seven. Oh, well, still same story. Yeah. 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 Um, so they've transported a boar, which, yeah, is a wrong way. She probably should have gone down there. Uh, 
Harry does some <laughs> really fake button pressing to work out what's actually going on. <laughs> oh, what's this button do? I know just how to use this machine that I've never seen before. Beep, 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 beep. Their minds are active, Captain. They're dreaming, interacting with the computer. And how is he reading the language on the machine? And had that tricorder. We had the like weird three-second image of just a hand and a tricorder. I think they must have been trying to make some time <laughs> up in this episode. Harry, you've got nice hands. They're syncing their own remote control so they could use it. Ah, oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice retcon. Um, so Janeway thinks like it's an artificial environment that they've sort of created themselves in because your brain would get a bit bored after 19 years of being in stasis. So that's kind of cool. My question to you, though, Suzanne, is what artificial environment would you choose if you were in this kind of 19-year stasis? Ooh. How do I know I'm not in one right now? Because who the fuck would dream me up? It's what the Matrix put in my brain. Oh, gosh. Now you're getting too deep for me. I was just going to say the um, all-naked men's gym from Star Trek Lower Decks. <laughs> <laughs> With Boimler and his black box. <laughs> Did they, how big was that black box? Was it a small black box or a big black box? It was kind of smallish. Mm. It would have been really funny if they just made like a really long black box. <laughs> <laughs> And then you had um, Mara and I go, Ooh. oh, like a really like they do with Ned Flanders. Oh my god, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, Ned Flanders <laughs> is buff as fuck. He is, and apparently he's packing. Mm. It's always the Jesus ones. Oh, Nettie, Bible bashing bulge. That's for sure. <laughs> So then they have like this meeting in the meeting room where Harry briefs the team. Um, The program is apparently the only things that can sort of uh, let them out. And that's after they've been Mm -hmm. shown like periods of like displays of the atmosphere or something. Um, But the subroutine has been available, but they can't get to it. And the EMH comes on the screen and is like, two people died of fear. It's like, oh, that sort of escalated a bit quickly. So Chakotay's just like, I want to unplug them. Yes, he did like to exclaim that, didn't he? And then Tuvok suggests going in. So Tuvok suggests going in. Chakotay agrees. And uh, Janeway. And I have a question. Okay, so they suggest going in. They know enough to be able to connect people. Mm Mm-hmm. Then can't they just reverse engineer engineer that to disconnect people? That would be too logical for this, Suzanne. Apparently, because I'm like, just you figured out how to put people in, get them mm. out. Well, come on. Maybe, maybe it's just too complicated for them. Maybe Jamie really just wanted to send Harry in. She's trying to get rid of him. Yeah, she, she is. Yeah. <laughs> so she sends Harry in, but she also sends Balana in. Now, where do we sit here on mm. on decisions? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Why would you send your chief engineer in? I mean, on the balance of... Yeah, and then the other person who's also good at doing, like... Engineering. Yeah. Yeah. So on the balance of things, I feel like it's a wrong way. Um, it is. Because the <clears throat> the movement of putting Balana in outweighs the rightness of putting Harry in. Mm-hmm. Why not send Baytard or whoever the hell was banging <laughs> on the wall? Baytard? <laughs> you fucking Baytard! <laughs> 
That's a shipwide insult. They could have sent anyone. Or sent fucking Hogan. Oh, no, 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 no. Hogan. Hogan's a god. You can't send Hogan in. Oh, not for much longer. I also kind of liked how Janeway slammed down <laughs> the thing on Balana. She, she's like, you get in there, slam. Yeah, she's like, doesn't even make sure she's fully hooked up. Just bam. Like, Hurry up, get in. Maybe they maybe they had a fight and that's why she sent it. The, maybe. Maybe she didn't agree with Vermillion Alert. Does anyone ever agree with Vermillion Alert? Uh, only Janeway. You know, it goes on and they all roll their eyes like, oh God, she's doing something again. <laughs> The fuck is she getting us into now? What color actually is Vermilion? I'm trying to remember because there was Vermilion City Gym in Pokemon. I want to say it's a green. That's what I want to say. Yes, I would look it up, but my internet is too unstable. I don't want to touch anything. Vermilion. Oh no, it's red. <laughs> so wrong. It's How red. How red is Vermilion? Like scarlet. Why did I think it was green? Okay. Oh, and then there's a, on Google is, why is vermilion not green? <laughs> <laughs> yes, why is it not green? Riddle me this. <laughs> well, it's a different kind of red, and I'll take, I'll take that. So inside the thingy, we realize it's like a circus. There's like various displays of like gymnasts and um, all the kind of things you see at a circus, fire breathers, weird muscly people. I didn't see any animals. No, but that's probably a good thing. I don't think animals belong in a circus. No, they don't. But I'm guessing it's more of a European circus then. Like Cirque du Soleil. Oh, yeah. Except less good. Less groin thrusting and such. Is there a lot of groin thrusting in Cirque du Soleil? I haven't been for years. <laughs> there was in, in the couple that I've seen. Mm, I feel like I have to go to it now. <laughs> <laughs> They were all in Las Vegas, so that might have been why there was growing. Look, it's very, it's very likely. Las Vegas. Cirque du Soleil Vegas edition. I'm surprised that probably also happens at Star Trek Las Vegas. Ah, <laughs> uh, so the black and white makeup guy sort of comes on the screen, and we sort of work out that he's the ringmaster, I guess. But it's like we're all friends here. This is a little bit weird, and then like a creep, creepy creature, sort of like comes up and I thought the creepy creature is kind of like my favorite one like with all the big teeth and like the sort of oh is that the really tall one yeah it's kind of like a wookie that's Mr. Holm is it it is like, really yeah. that's the same character or actor that plays it <laughs> it's the same actor really oh Mr. Mm-hmm. Holm <laughs> I always loved him he, he was he was cool um but I kind of like him is because he's kind of like a Wookiee gone wrong, like a cheap version of a Wookiee. Like. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, you looking for friends? He's like, yes, I am. We're all friends. How he's like, I don't have any friends. And then the ringmaster interrupts and he's like, why talk when we can dance? And they do like some kind of weird conga style. It was thing. a creepy conga. It was creepy conga. Isn't there a conga song? Do you know what I haven't done in a while? A conga. I feel like I need to do a conga. I mean, it is my birthday on Friday. Don't they do those on, like, cruise ships? I think that's the only time I've ever seen a conga was on a... No, wait a minute. There's a Deadpool conga at Dragon Con. And also at weddings. And it's just all Deadpool. Oh, really? 
So like hundreds of Deadpool conging through various hotels. That was kind of that sounds kind of cool. It is. <laughs> <coughs> and then um, show a guillotine. Which is, I'm like, oh, this is starting oh. to get a bit creepy. So then they capture Balana and Harry, and Balana's like, Harry, Harry, for the second time in two weeks. This time it's to a guillotine as opposed to falling out of the spaceship. Chop his head off. <laughs> oh, Do it. Off with his head. Yeah, so Harry's head is in the guillotine. And I thought, like, the little dusting of the guillotine from the um, giant boob lady. That was kind of fun. That was good, yes. Um, aliens then come in the week, the forehead of the week. So there's three foreheads of the week this week. <gasps> three, four. And we recognize one dude. We do. He was messenger oh, dude. Oh, no. Messenger forehead. And then <laughs> imagine if actually Star Trek did that as a joke one time, where the mouth of the alien <laughs> was actually in the forehead. And then it's like the forehead <gasps> of the week is the forehead that talks. Oh, please, Lower Decks. Please, please, please do this. Oh, I think that would be quite... I think that's, that's a Lower Decks kind of thing to do. It is. Um, so the only, the foreheads of the week come in and they're like, well, if you don't let these people go or kill them, then they'll just shut the program down. So, you know, you better release them. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they... They'll just send more people. Yes. And then Belana is definitely not the person to be messing with because she's just like, ugh. What is this shit? So the ringmaster, what I did kind of find cool with the ringmaster is that his makeup matched his outfit. Like mm-hmm. the little prongs up in his top. The little, yeah, the, this, yeah, those Yeah, things. I thought that was, I thought. The lines. That was neat. So when they realize what's going on, they try to leave, but um, then he's like, no, I'm going to kill the inconsequential forehead of the week. <laughs> so then they're like, oh, so you better not leave, blah, blah, blah. So the um, way out hasn't happened and in cargo bay jamer's like what is happening and kes is concerned and tuvok says that what's happening on the inside is what's actually stopping them from getting out like somebody stopped the auto recall mechanism perhaps you shouldn't have sent people in mm-hmm. so back in the circus yeah we show harry stopping the auto recall thing the re- Ringmaster just wants it gone. He knows all of Harry's secrets, of course, you know, so knows all about Libby. Which isn't much. Knows all about not being able to reach G-sharp or something. His undying love for Tom. All the cameras in Tom's sonic shower. All the secrets, really. (laughs) And then Harry says it would actually be smart to let someone go to tell demands. Because you don't know Captain Jamie when she's on her Vermilion Alert missions. She's going to pull the plug even though there isn't one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're going to run risk of shutting down the whole system. So, like, the people, like, fake Wookiee, the ringmaster, big yeah. boob girl, and then two other random people in leotards, you know, have a quick little discuss about it. Meanwhile, Harry and the four heads of the week talk about what happened. The program is apparently adaptive, response to thoughts, it responds to wishes, but apparently this person sort of came up over months and nobody sort of realised what was happening. And the computer manifests fear. And it's kind of like, why, if you've manifested the fear, why can't you just mm-hmm. unmanifest it? Yeah, why not manifest lust Ooh. and other things? Well, we all know that's what I would do. And probably you. <laughs> You'd manifest a room full of Chakotay's. <laughs> in a heartbeat 
You're like, I'm bored. Chakotay's everywhere. That's what Janeway would probably do. Turn around and go, hey, Chakotay, magenta alert. (laughs) The many colours of Janeway. (laughs) Blue alert, land the ship. Red alert, danger. Yellow alert, caution. Vermilion alert, interference. Magenta alert. Jack, sexy Sexy time. time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, great. Uh, where was I? The ringmaster says that Balana can go and that she can keep that he'll keep Harry because um, she would never kill you, Harry. No. He, oh man, Harry really doesn't know anything, does he? He really doesn't. If the clown is thinking that, <sighs> come on now. So then the next weird because if she definitely would not sacrifice Balana. Oh gosh, no. Harry'd go first. So it just. I mean, of, of all the people, he's pretty, you know, replaceable. Expendable. What I don't understand next is they have another meeting, but this meeting is in the dark. Why Why yeah. is this meeting so dark? Like, I don't know, because the clown knows what you're thinking and saying anyway. So hiding from him really doesn't... But this meeting was in the meeting room, not even in the thing. It was like... Oh, yeah. that... <coughs> Didn't we determine that Harry is the one responsible for turning on the lights? Oh, <laughs> that's probably right. <laughs> <laughs> so then nobody else remembers. They're like, oh, yeah, whatever. Just let's have our meeting. I'm not getting up out of my chair. <laughs> J- Jamie's sitting there. It's like, where's Ensign Light Switch? Where's he gone? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I sent him in that oh, computer oh. thing. Oh, Guess well. I've got to have a meeting in the dark now. <laughs> Yeah, they don't have a clapper. They can't just clap on. <laughs> no, oh. they do. They just clap at Harry. <laughs> and some light switch. Turn the lights on. <laughs> they need to try and find a way to have the computer program exist. But if that's the case, they have to stay. But they can't speed up resuscitation to yank him out quickly. So they're going to have to find a way to negotiate with an emotion. So negotiate with fear. Mm. And Tuvok, of course, has something to say. But then wouldn't he be the best person to go in because he wouldn't be manipulated by the fear? Oh, but it is. But falcons are very emotional. They just tamp it yeah, down. You'd be able to t- put it down in their stomach. And sh- so it's still there and they still feel things. I think they missed an opportunity there it. of putting Tuvok in. Why are you trying to get rid of my Tuvok? No, but it would have been really good to see a scared Vulcan, because we don't really see a scared Vulcan that often. Well, we see emotional Tuvok a bit later. Yeah, but it would have just got the fact that we wouldn't have had Harry in this episode. Yeah. Which is most desirable. But then how would how would we get tiny baby Harry? Which is how they should have left him. <laughs> they really should have done. That would have been a that would have been like a play friend for Naomi. So instead of before or after when he was fucking Naomi or Naomi's daughter. Yeah. Who's, who was it? No, it wasn't Naomi. It was... It was Kess's oh, daughter. Oh. Kess's daughter. Okay. But still, then we could have, like, not had the whole flotter crap. Oh, yeah. We could have done... Oh. Because I could have done without that. I am not that. looking forward oh, to yeah. that episode. No. <laughs> so Neelix thinks, of course, we should make them laugh. <laughs> so, like, I think that was just put in there to give him... And no one laughs. No, I know. <laughs> And they sort of <laughs> They just look at him like you're an idiot. Uh, and I kind Shut of up. liked Kess in the background was sort of like, Oh god, oh, oh, oh mm-hmm. god. 
It's like, why am I still hanging out with this guy? So Janeway wants to come up with some form of safer method of negotiation instead of sending someone in. <gasps> the doctor! Which was a right way. Yes, because he doesn't have emotions. He's just a computer program. Correct. So back in the circus, um, the ringmaster is like talking to Harry about like how um, or what kind of fear he has. So whether he makes Harry like super, super old because he doesn't want to be old or then makes Harry a baby because Harry doesn't like being the baby of the crew. And I think, yeah, as you say, they should have left Harry as a baby. Um, and then... But what did they do to that baby? Because it was screaming its head off. Well, I mean, look at it. It was probably scared of... Did they pinch him or something? Come on. Probably punched it in the face. It's the 90s. (laughs) That's probably true. (laughs) So then the ringmaster puts on a giant rubber glove and goes, I know what really scares you. (laughs) (laughs) A proctology exam. (laughs) (laughs) turn your head and cough harry so it turns out harry is apparently scared of hospitals and operations which you know would have probably made more sense to bring this up in caretaker when he was on that weird operating table yeah but anyway turns out that yeah he's super scared he saw like someone going under a scalpel and just about the time that he was going under the scalpel the doctor arrives and goes Excuse me, you're not holding this correctly. <laughs> I love that he's a busybody in, in other situations as well. well. Just, it was it was cool. Like, the Doctor played it really well this episode. Yes. I, like Robert Picardo, <clears throat> we all know he's a fucking great actor. So. Uh, so we can't negotiate without knowing things, but he has a face. What does that mean? What? <laughs> <laughs> what? Don't understand my. <laughs> no, that's the thing. That that's the quote that I gave at the very beginning. Oh, see, this is me not understanding my own notes from an hour ago. <laughs> Doesn't know what he's thinking, but it. But I have a trustworthy. Yes, voice. yes, that is correct. Which, again, delivered like completely deadpan. Yes, perfect. And then she says. Oh, and then the doctor goes, well, Janeway would risk the lives of all the hostages rather than leave them here. And it's like, of course she will. <laughs> of course she would. Now, do yeah. we say that that's a Janeway straight out? That is a Janeway, Jane- yes, even, because she would. Even though we didn't see She'd be like, her say it. No, she probably had a conversation with the doctor. I think that's good enough to imply, so, isn't it? So it's like the clown has terms. I have terms too. <laughs> I will kill everyone. <laughs> Everybody's going to be brain dead. I don't care. <laughs> I get my way. <laughs> and then he goes, who is she to tell me what to do? Well, my friend, that is the question <laughs> the no whole idea. quadrant speaks of. <laughs> question on the lips of everyone this side of Borg space. So the ringmaster basically declines all options and the doctor's like, oh, oh, well, okay. I tried. So then back on Voyager, um, Janeway's like, I'm sorry I don't live up to expectations. And the doctor describes fear as unstable and unpredictable. Yes. And that's entirely what fear is. And it's sort of 
cool how they portrayed that in the character of Fear himself. Yes, Michael McKean handled that very well. Because you could see it in his face. So Janeway thinks we have to mount a rescue mission, um, but that will probably make them brain dead. They can't do a simulated brain because they'll know it. And then the doctor's like, oh, well, forehead of the week was like, you can do a recalibration of the optronic pathways, but that doesn't make sense to Balana. Uh, but it turns out the the alien of the week sent a coded message, which will enable them to remove the environment from the hostages, as opposed to removing the hostages from the environment. But, ooh, my mic. Um, <laughs> which is a very good plan. That was a very good plan, and, and fear didn't even comprehend what was going on. No. So, very, very smart, because the Doctor's obviously, um, like, distracting him very well because he can't read the Doctor. Mm -hmm. So, while that's happening inside the circus, the Doctor is actually talking about, you know, offering a cloaking device to stop visitors while things are disappearing in the background. But once Fear realises, they uh, take the main forehead of the week, and he becomes super, super scared. Bililana gets locked out of the system, so can't, like, take anything else offline. And the head gets chopped off in the guillotine. We should have seen that. That would have been so cool. Yes, we should have seen that. Yeah. Instead of just, you know, the guy sort of flatlining there. Right? Yeah, and Harry's face guy. So what doesn't make sense to me, though, is why was he killing main forehead of the week? And then why was he going to try and kill female forehead of the week? Because he needs them alive so that he stays alive? Because he still had Harry. Oh, um, yeah, true. Maybe he thought he... Still thinking that Janeway won't let Harry die. Mm. So Janeway then tells them to restore the program. Is that a right way? Because mm-hmm. the doctor is like, well, you should be comforted by the capitulation. But she's like, I lost. It is a right way. It was a wrong way for her to try and, you know, work around that in the beginning. Mm, okay. Then she's like, why do people enjoy dangerous sports? And the doctor's like, well, fear can provide pleasure. But what does fear seek? Mm-hmm. It's like, what is the point of fear? To let you know you're alive. Okay. Yeah, that's a, yeah. And she does go through this at the end, I guess. Like, fear is healthy. So in the circus, they're having a big, big, big party and, you know, for victory. And the victory takes all the spoils. <laughs> I won. I won. I won. I won. I won. <laughs> but is it a victory if Harry Kim are the spoils of battle? No. No. I don't... <laughs> that is a consolation prize. Yeah, that's like, congratulations, you came last at trivia. You won Harry Kim participation ribbon (laughs) and that's all harry kim is (laughs) just like wrap harry around your body i participated (laughs) everybody gets a ribbon (laughs) oh no (laughs) can i return mine i don't know this (laughs) it's like i'd rather not participate thank you so the emh is back stops the party from going on because they're like, oh, you, you're back. Turns out Janeway is prepared to shut down the program and is willing to risk brain damage in one minute. <laughs> because, you know, brain damage, whatever. So it's, it's no big is deal. Is this another Janeway or we've already Janewayed this? Oh, God, okay. yes. It is a Janeway. Okay. Because now she's just stomping her feet like, I didn't get my way, so I'm going to scramble everybody's brains. <laughs> Yes, yeah, that is a drain way. So they can only keep one hostage, and they go back and forth a little bit, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, and it turns out that Captain Janeway is willing to be the hostage, and Fear agrees to that. 
And he's so, so taken aback that she, she would stay with me. Mm. He's almost like starstruck at the idea. Mm-hmm. Um, because then he has to start cleaning up. Everything must look good. Janeway staying, uh-huh. or Janeway offering herself to be a hostage, offering herself, and you know, staying. yeah, as in right way, wrong way, Janeway. Oh, it's right way, Janeway. Oh, we're going half points, are we? Looks like we're going half point. <laughs> because it's what a captain should yep. do. But then she, you know, cheats it. So that's a cheat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. I see what you mean. Then meanwhile, like on Voyager, the doctor's like, Captain, please view the emergency medical holographic channel. Surely that's just the normal channel to the sick bay. You would think. I don't understand why he's got that as an EMH channel. He probably did that himself what, to feel more important. That's what he just named Channel 402. <laughs> this is my channel, damn it. Nobody else uses it. <laughs> Stop watching your porn on this channel, Tom. <laughs> so in the circus, everything is being cleaned, all sparkly. Janeway gets in the thing eventually, and he, he can actually feel Janeway coming through the system, even though it takes a few minutes. He can start feeling her thoughts mm. and knowing everything that she knows. And then in she comes, walks in in that very Janeway way. She's like, I'm the god of this place. <laughs> Down on your knees. <laughs> That's what she says to Chakotay in <laughs> Magenta Alert. Come on. She doesn't have to say that here. Mm-hmm. He knows. <laughs> <laughs> she screams Magenta Alert and then everyone just walks out the bridge and Chakotay's like, oh, not again. <laughs> I'm still sore. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So she goes, I've known fear. It's healthy. It warns us of danger and reminds us of limits. I've learnt to trust fear. Do you trust fear, Suzanne? I don't know that I trust it. But I, I do enjoy a good dose of fear every now and again. It's why I love going into haunted houses. And when I get scared, I... I do the dumbest thing. I run in place. What do you mean you... It's like I'm running, but I'm not going <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> sometimes I wish I didn't have it's as much so fear. stupid. <laughs> I think I, sometimes I just be like, yeah, I'll just go and do whatever. I want. Instead of having like a fear of whatever holding me back. I have a random fear of talking to people. When you sit and talk to me for... A... I know, but like people I don't know. Yeah, I don't. So, I mean, I like to be introduced. Then I'll just talk to them. No, I'm just afraid that they're going to think I'm an idiot or a dork, or so I just don't say anything. Yeah, that's me trying to date. It's terrible. So they let the hostages go. They're going to make Janeway a part of Fear. One of us. One of us. So Janeway's like, in a few minutes, you'll hear my thoughts. I'm not Captain Janeway. You've been fooled. I'm just a hologram respect. Programmed to respond as Janeway would. No, but I can feel you on the system. They've reconfigured it without putting her in jeopardy. She cheated. She cheated. That's what that half a point was, wasn't it? Yep, she cheated on her Kobayashi Maru. Are we giving her another Janeway for this? (laughs) No, that goes back to my... The half half point. point. Okay, she did. This this was her Kobayashi Maru. And then we get that really, really cool cool thing that we get that's like fear only exists for one purpose to be conquered to be conquered which is one of Janeway's like proper big 
lines, I guess, throughout the whole. Yeah, that's one of her mo- more memorable. It's up there with the coffee nebula yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. Starfleets don't Starfleet captains don't succumb to fear, and fear just vanishes. But it's kind of cool the way the darkening of the scene works as well. Like it's like slowly just dying mm-hmm. off. Like I thought that was very well as, directed. As he realizes that he's that he's leaving. Yeah, that was very well directed. What will become of us? Of me? Oh, drat. Drat. <laughs> and that's the end of the episode. Yay, Michael McKean. Woohoo! Good episode. I like it. I'm well. Didn't like the music, as I said, but I appreciate it more than I used to. And I feel like that's a common theme for me, especially in season two, because I think season two is my least watched mm-hmm. season. Except for the Seska stuff. Fucking love Seska. Need more Seska. Oh, we're going to get some Seska soon, though. Do you know what I might do, Suzanne? What? I might actually provide the results of this. <laughs> <gasps> we're going to get results this time? Yeah. Instead of me having to record something really <laughs> stupid to try and add it back in and then give you the opportunity to react to it and you don't fucking put a reaction in. <laughs> because it was better without. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have two wrong ways. We have two and a half Jane ways mm-hmm. and three and a half right ways. What? Yeah. No, I demand a recount. Two. What's your name? <laughs> Donald Trump? <laughs> no, that would be... No, he never wanted a recount. He just said, no, it was rigged. Oh. I'm not saying it was rigged. I want a if recount. It would, be, it would be coming out as a Jane way. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, we've got the next few episodes coming up, so... Oh, yeah. So, yeah, this episode was a right way. I think it's been a while since we've had a right way. I know the beginning of season two started off quite as a right way. As I say, I've... Yeah, and then it turned and then, yeah. I've lost count of where we're at. So, I do enjoy going through our episodes (laughs) manically trying to write down all the different things. (laughs) (laughs) So, looking forward to that. Uh, But, yeah, any final thoughts, Suzanne, or not? No, other than we should have kept baby Harry and maybe sent Neelix in instead of Bologna. Oh, could you imagine Neelix in that? He'd never want to leave. (laughs) Fear would run away. (laughs) (laughs) Not surprised. Oh, dear. Well, everyone, thank you for tuning in to us. We really appreciate all of you listening to us talk about Voyager. We'd like it if you subscribed, gave us all the stars, and leave us a review, wherever that may be. Thank you for the review that was given that we read out earlier. Really enjoyed that. Trash Panda! That is perfect. Perfect review. Suzanne, where can we find you online? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at KJNWay8 or at Sass. You can also find me doing another podcast called Boldly Go, a Strange New Worlds podcast with my friend Brandy Jackala. Please join us because we've been reviewing all the episodes and they're awesome! Fuck me! Strange New Worlds is probably the best series of Star Trek thus far, I reckon. And I don't think it's recency bias. I mean, I like all the characters. It's got enough diversity Mm -hmm. and enough emotion, etc. That's not over the top, but it's not bland. It's got really good stories that aren't overly contrived. Like, I'm really... Who's your favourite crew member um my penis says the transporter chief (laughs) (gasps) chief kyle um (laughs) i oh i probably like that's really hard actually um Mm. 
I'd say I don't dislike any of them at all. I would say... I mean, I like Una because we know a lot about Una mm-hmm. now. And I like... Thankfully. And I like Lan. And I quite like Hammer. So I'm sort of looking forward to hearing... Oh, yeah, I want more Hammer. My, Definitely. And Nurse Chapel seems interesting. The only one that I've struggled with and the only downside to any character that I've thought of so far is sometimes mm-hmm. the accent of Dr. Mbenga and his gruffness sometimes meld and I can't hear what's being said. That's the only downside. And I just yeah. dumped on the subtitles to work out what he said. And that was it. And it was only when... Yeah, I, I have to turn up the volume for yeah. him, but I love the sound of Oh, well, me too. Me it. too. I'm like, oh, hello, <laughs> Dr. Mbenga. But yeah, I just, <laughs> I just sometimes struggle to hear what he's saying. But other than that, there's absolutely yeah. no complaints I've got at all with the season or the series. So fucking bang up job. It's almost over. Yes. No. Is it 10 episodes? Yeah, 10 okay. episodes. Well, there's going to be more because I think it's most one of the most popular ones thus far. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah. Um, you can find me at LS74656. I was getting that. That's nah, all right. You don't have to say <laughs> it. <laughs> Just remember to follow us on Twitter at the Jane underscore way, and you can find us on Facebook too at the Jane Way Pod. Until next time, remember, keep doing things not the right way. Not the wrong way. Watch out for that vermilion alert. Do it the Jane way. <laughs>